Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. To the show, it is on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can listen to us on all of our great ESPN stations across the country. Sirius XM Channel 80, watch us on ESPN2. She is Michelle Smallman, he is Chris Canty, I am Evan Cohen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. uh, College football playoff, as is, one through four. And as I said, huh, we'd get some news yesterday in Harbaugh, and we got... um, Nothing. We got absolutely nothing in terms of a Jim Harbaugh. Are you guys surprised that we have no news on either front? That's kind of the news. The news is college football playoff is the exact same. Paul Feinbaum joined us yesterday and said, hey, maybe Georgia can jump to number one. And we thought maybe there'd be news, or at least I did, on Harbaugh, and we have none of the above. Oh, we got news. We just don't have the punishment or the discipline that the Big Ten is going to dole out. But just looking at all the twists and turns that this Michigan sign-stealing scandal is taking, this is wild, Smalls. I mean, now we've got stories coming out about Blake Corum and Connor Stallions owning an LLC in Wyoming that has an address in Ann Arbor, and Blake Corum doesn't know how his name got on the paperwork for that. We've got a situation now where Michigan is turning over evidence to the conference that says that Purdue, Ohio State, and Rutgers colluded to share information about Michigan signs from the 2022 season. This is just wild. I did not have all of this stuff on the bingo card before we got any word from the Big Ten as to the potential discipline for Harbaugh that's expected this week. It's becoming so convoluted now Mm -hmm. that I don't know how the Big Ten can get to the bottom of it, and I don't know how in the world they can punish Michigan for everything that's come out so far. I just don't know that you can go that far with this story because it just feels like everybody has – uh, a little bit of dirt on them in this situation. Yeah, to think that Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue, somehow the three of those schools got together and said, let's work together to steal signs from Michigan, that one's a little bit of a head-scratcher. But I, yesterday when you proposed, Evan, the idea that maybe we would get some news about Michigan or get a potential Michigan punishment yesterday because of the timeline, that would make sense. I didn't really think it would happen strictly because I operate in a world of cynicism, and I know how important Jim Harbaugh is not only to the Big Ten, but to college football as a whole. Mm -hmm. It benefits college football more to have Jim Harbaugh having success right now and to be on the sideline coaching Michigan, who's a team that, as we saw yesterday, continues to stand firm in the rankings and is likely a team that's going to be there at the end competing for a national championship. I I just always follow the money, and I follow the entity that's concerned about the money, and it's more beneficial for them to wait until after the season to deal with this this Michigan mess. And and they should be in the top four, right? Like the college – there's two separate issues going on there's the investigation of Harbaugh and what and and everything around that 
and then how they're playing on the football field. And this is where there's the gray area, right? Because there are people that are saying, hey, this should not be the case. They should not be in the college football playoff because of the fact that this is going on, including our very own Stephen A. Smith on first take yesterday, of course, weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN, had this to say about Michigan. The Michigan Wolverines should be banned from the college football playoffs until the investigation is complete. You do not get to go to the college football playoff and rob potentially another institution from getting one of those final four spots. If it is open, the the possibility is open that you may have cheated to get your way there. The fact that that the investigation is still open is nonsensical to me. It makes no sense. Expedite the process. Reach a conclusion. Tell me they didn't do it. I'm fine with it. Tell me there's not enough evidence to validate they did it. I'm fine. But as long as the as the investigation is open, Shannon, there is no way on earth that you could have the Michigan Wolverines going to the college football playoff when it is possible that they may have had somebody working for them traveling around the other schools, stealing signs, giving them an unfair advantage. See. And I love Stephen A. And and you're with him on Fridays, CC on first take. I, I'm a little. You're confused. about to throw some shade. No, no, <laughs> no. Kind of leaves with the, I love this place. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. With all due respect, yeah. no, 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 no. respectfully. Respectfully. No, respectfully. I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm actually not. What okay. I'm going to do is I'm going to bring back something you said about the gray area that we've been living in with this all along. Okay. That we, we don't know the answer. So what Stephen A. is saying is declarative statement about they should not be allowed in until we know the answer. Where I would say the exact opposite of until we know the answer, last night they got it right because they have to be in. Because if there's evidence somehow, some way that Connor Stallions did all of this and there's actual evidence that Harbaugh knew nothing why should his team not be allowed in the college football playoff? They should be allowed in right. the playoff. And that's the thing. The burden of proof is on the NCAA and the Big Ten, not on Michigan to say that they're innocent, right? So it needs to be an extensive investigation. They need to reach out and get all tenets of it and make sure that they have definitive evidence as to what the wrongdoing was and who knew what before any punishment is levied. That's what I've been capable for the entire time. There's no way that you can impose a sanction or impose some kind of punishment and not know the full set of facts. Mm-hmm. And so to be premature in any type of discipline toward Michigan, to me, is missing the forest through the trees, especially with the stakes for the Big Ten, knowing that con- conference expansion is on the horizon. You're about to add Washington. You're about to add Oregon, both the L.A. schools, USC and UCLA. So it, there's so much at stake right now. I just don't think you can jump the gun when it comes to the punishment that you want to dole out just because you feel like, there could have potentially been a violation of competitive integrity. To me, this is a situation where you have to know exactly what happened and know exactly what Jim Harbaugh was aware of before you levy any type of discipline toward him or Michigan. But if you want to do something right now, I think it should be on the board that you could potentially find Michigan and find Jim Harbaugh. That way you still allow the students to compete on the field. You still allow this team to see out this, see this season through, and the Big Ten still has a representative when it comes to the college football playoff. So I, I just don't think that the approach should be banning Michigan from postseason play and being in the playoff because they might have done something. We, like we, we still don't have the full set of facts, and until you do so – 
I don't think you can feel good about any type of punishment that's levied. 100% agree. Yeah, I 100% agree, too, because you just said it. There are student athletes, by the way, that are competing and that really have nothing to do with this. And what they're trying to accomplish is on the line, too. And I know that they could have been benefactors to what Connor Stallions in Michigan were doing. Part of their success could be tinged with this. But you don't want to take that away from, from these kids until you 100% have gone through the due process and have your conclusions and you're ready to levy the punishment. I just... I always think about them and all the work that they've put in, and I don't want – I if I was in the Big Ten shoes, I wouldn't want to be somebody to take that away from them unless I 100% had all of this concrete evidence that I had compiled and I was ready to enact a punishment. And, and let's also remember one thing. This is a TV show. Every There's multiple TV shows. Every yep. Tuesday night, we are thankful to have a TV show with the college football playoff rankings. And at the end, we're thankful to have the three games, the two playoff games, and the championship game. Yep. TV shows, movies – need protagonists and antagonists. Taking Michigan out is not good for the TV show. No, we want the drama. We want the drama. We want them in there. But I don't know. Maybe most people out there agree with Stephen A. Maybe they think that, you know what, Michigan should be taken out until further notice. And I would argue if anyone, if we have to remove someone or something, if you want to remove Harbaugh for a little bit, you can do that. You can't, and, and that's even debatable. Yeah, because you can't you, remove the team. Well, here's the thing: if you take Harbaugh out of the equation, you're still punishing the kids, right? Yeah. Like you're Big still time. impacting what their season could be, all the work that they've put in. So I think it becomes and it's a, not like they knew it that becomes this a slippery slope so when we start talking about doling out punishment yeah. before anything conclusive is proved. And that's the part that that bothers me a little bit with some of these takes around the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Nobody is debating whether or not Connor Stallions overstepped. And nobody is debating that this should be something that Jim Harbaugh was aware of. But it's a very different thing if somebody was doing doing this and you had no idea of how they were gathering information versus Jim Harbaugh himself directing Connor Stallions to dress up in Michigan State or Central Michigan gear at the Central Michigan-Michigan State game or to go to all of these games and advance scout these teams and steal their signals. It's a very different thing if Jim Harbaugh is saying, you, Connor Stallions, go do this, versus Connor Stallions being overzealous trying to find opportunities for advancement, goes out and does these things on his own volition. I, I just, to me, if Jim Harbaugh didn't direct him, I have trouble taking Jim Harbaugh out of the equation, putting him in a situation and putting his kids in a situation where they're at a disadvantage for the remainder of the regular season and postseason. I just don't think that's the approach. If you want to do something right now, Big Ten, if you have enough information that you feel like Michigan did something wrong definitively and Jim Harbaugh should have been aware of it, then go ahead and find Jim Harbaugh. Go ahead and find Michigan. But to take him off the field or to, you know, basically ban the team f- from, from postseason play, I just don't think that that's the right approach. All right, we want to hear from you guys on Sportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call. And give us a, a call online. Excuse me. Give us a call at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. The three of us believe that until proven otherwise, Michigan should be in the college football playoff. Stephen A. thinks the other way, right? Stephen A. thinks until we find that they're innocent, it's basically we're saying innocent until proven guilty. Stephen A. is kind of suggesting the idea of maybe guilty until proven innocent. Take them out until there's any kind of resolution, and I don't think that's what we're comfortable with. Well, let me ask you this question real quick because I know we got to get to break. Where's the line for this when it comes to other people in the conference that might have overstepped? Like Michigan turning Mm -hmm. over this evidence to the Big Ten. If, in fact, there is something there, if Purdue, Ohio State, and Rutgers were colluding and sharing information about Michigan signs, 
Where's the line with that? Like, if we're saying that it's really the, where's the line with Ohio State? Because why should they be in then? Exactly. Right? That, that's the that's I guess that's my whole point. Like, yeah. if we're saying that Michigan gained an unfair advantage by stealing the signs by having somebody advance scout, well, clearly that this should be some type of punishment levied on Ohio State, Rutgers, and or Purdue if it's in fact enough evidence to suggest that those programs shared information about Michigan signs. And think about if you're at the Big Ten and you're going to punish Michigan and Ohio State, the two teams in your conference that have the best shot at winning. The torchbearers. The yeah. torchbearers, the moneymakers. I, I mean, if you're the Big Ten, that's a nightmare scenario for you, can't, you. You can't do it. You just cannot do it at all. Like You have to, at that point, ignore all of it. Even if it comes off as Michigan saying, oh, yeah, we did this, well, you did that. Well, then you're in a gray area again. you got to let the process play itself out. CC's been saying that from the get-go. And I don't think there's anything you could do if you don't do it right now. Like, now get it out of the way, but you have to have them active, or Harbaugh active for the Ohio State game and the playoff. And they may be running out of time here. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 in the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Michigan, innocent until proven guilty, or guilty until proven innocent is really the question. Plus, Aaron Rodgers making... Tennis or video game references? We'll explain coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, along with the dancing Chris Canny on ESPN2. You can see it. Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. All right, coming up in a little bit, we're going to hear Aaron Rodgers' sound from Pat McAfee's show yesterday. Wait till you guys hear this. He uses a term that when I hear it, I think of two things, either tennis or video games. Yeah. We'll, we'll explain. We're going to leave it there. CeCe's going to knock off the magnet on the mic, which I've put on upside down and backwards different times here. <laughs> <laughs> We've had to have people come in because this on the ESPN radio thing actually comes off, and I've had it like this, upside down and backwards. There you can see it on the ESPN2 side. All right, but we're talking about Michigan, and should they be in or out of the college football playoff based on what's going on? All of us say innocent until proven guilty. We're not saying they're fully innocent, but in terms of penalty – Innocent until proven guilty. Stephen A. is throwing out there the idea of, well, you can't have them in the college football playoff until we know that they're actually innocent. Let's hear from you guys at 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's talk with Steve on 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. What's up, Steve? Hey, how y'all doing, fellas and ladies? Morning. Morning. Listen, uh, I'm going to tell you why I slightly disagree because this is what I've been, you know, down the road, not totally disagree, but slightly disagree is because, 
you know, you said let it play out. Yeah, it is a moneymaker ratings. I don't really so much care about the chaos and the money ratings as, as opposed to the truth. But this is what this is what happened. Just say Michigan plays it out, like y'all said, and win the championship. And then six months down the road next season, I hear about, oh, well, Michigan, we're caught doing this. We're going to vacate the championship. Wait a minute. Vacate the championship? They won already. I mean, you can't vacate something that already happened. See, so, I mean, that's where I kind of – Yeah, it's, Steve, it's that, that's where – that's where, and thank you for the call, that's where it gets tricky. Because we all sit here and, and are saying, don't do anything now. And then ultimately, if they penalize Michigan, the people who are involved may not even be at Michigan. And that's where you're in that gray area, right? Because it's like, okay, let's say Harbaugh is the coach of the Bears or the Chargers next year, and the evidence comes in, wow, he knew all of it, and Michigan gets penalties. He's not going to suffer. Yeah, but there's a lot of gray in all of this, right? Because we don't know exactly the extent of everything that happened. We don't know if Connor Stallions was a rogue actor or if he was acting at the behest of Jim Harbaugh or higher up within the Michigan Athletic Department. So that's the part where – I got to put a pin in any type of punishment that I want to levy just because I don't know who knew what. And I think if you're the Big Ten, being over eager or trying to satisfy all of the members of the conference in levying a punishment before you have any conclusive report, I, I just feel like that's that's a bridge too far. I, I, I really do. I, I think you have to. When it comes to the stakes at this, you have to allow the NCAA investigation to play out. You have to find out all the information. You have to get the report so you know exactly what the punishment should be based on the evidence, based on what was found. I I think any type of punishment beforehand is a slippery slope, and now you're opening it up to criticism on your process and what you're doing and a potential lawsuit that Michigan has been intimating that they would file if you do – impact Jim Harbaugh or the program this year. I think, CC and Smalls, we have to a- apply this, and we are, but to everybody out there, apply this to your own life and your own job. What if some you were accused of something at your job? Would you want to be suspended without an investigation, without anything? Would you want to have no pay and no job? Right? Think about yourself in yeah. this spot. Oh, Evan, Canty, Michelle, if we were accused of something, you're off the air. Wait a minute. We didn't do that. Why okay. are we off the air? Okay, but on the on the flip side of yeah. that, let's say you and I were both up for a promotion, and all of a sudden, all this evidence is mounting that you have fudged your sales numbers. Right. And I'm and I am watching all of this happen, saying I'm looking at the documents. Evan didn't make that sale. Some Chris Canty made that sale. Why, why is he getting the benefit of the doubt when all the evidence is mounting? And let's say that they're doing the due process to figure it out, but in the meantime, you get the promotion over me. You still you still I, can I, fire me. I, I can. You still you, can fire me. But you still get the promotion, uh, aka if you are Michigan, you could win the national championship, and me as Georgia or whomever could be watching this all play out. And even though you beat me fair and square on the field, I'm like, is it fair and square on the field? Did, how much did you know? We're, uh, leading up to this, I had all the receipts, and you still let this person get the job essentially compete and get the job where I'm over here saying so, I did it in a different manner. Well, then you're saying I'm guilty until proven innocent. I'm just looking at, at it from the other side of the street and yeah. how I would feel if Michigan won. Chris in Kentucky listening on Sirius XM80. What's up, Chris? Hey, good, yeah, good morning. Uh, morning. I, I was just telling the guy who took my call. Uh, I had a friend who – I have a friend who played in the NFL for 11 or 12 years. He played with our ball. And, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is they had a skills competition. I, I believe it was in the Pro Bowl. And all the quarterbacks went out the night before, just, just something just to, you know, they throw the ball through the nets and all that stuff. Uh, I guess Barb and all those guys went out and they had beers and had fun that night. 
and Harbaugh said, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to call tonight. I'm too tired. Don't want to do this and that. They have like known evidence that he actually went out to the field where all the skills competition was going on, and worked out and tried to tried to get an advantage on something that's meaningless for men of this earth. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, that, if that story is true, and and there's nothing illegal about that, I kind of love that. Actually. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, where can he can he go to Wisconsin now? It, it, it means it means something for me. We're, I, at, a pro like bowl. We're at a Pro Bowl. I'm He's going to do whatever it takes to win. That's the kind of stuff that turns me on it. as a sports fan, right? It does like, it, yeah. does it. Yes, it does. Okay. Hey, phrasing. Yes, it does. I, absolutely. Okay. I'm a Patriots fan. Finding yeah. any edge anywhere? Oh, of course Evan yeah. wants to defend Michigan. Go, He's a Patriots fan. Go Astros. Fan. Uh, Marcus in Fort Myers on the ESPN what's up marcus uh how you doing uh first of all i love you guys show but i i, I agree with Stephen A. I want to say because this is america and how many people are locked up because of accused or something until they're proven innocent so i just listen to what you guys have to say well okay but those people that are locked up that did not commit a crime should not be locked up like like in it like we're not suggesting that those people should be locked up. Innocent people should not be in jail. No. Wait, so actually. And this is not that, right? No, this is This a, is not that. No. The stakes are slightly different. Yeah, but <laughs> also think? then shouldn't he not be on Stephen A's side and say yeah. we should wait until we find out the the entirety of all of the evidence? But this is why I go back to what happened yesterday on our show. If people can go back to the ESPN app and listen to our podcast, we appreciate if you do that. That Paul Feinbaum said to us, why not suspend him for the next two games, which are Penn State and Maryland, right? And basically say something happened at Michigan. We know something happened at Michigan. That is clear. Connor Stallions has resigned and basically pseudo admitted to that. And we are going to suspend Jim Harbaugh until further notice well, for the next two games until we have more information. More information could cause more of a suspension or less of a suspension, but he's going to serve that penalty. Then he's going to be back for Ohio State and back but how for But how can it be less of a suspension, though? That's, well, it can't that's be less. The, that's can't that's be less. the part I don't understand. Yeah, and that's the games, thing. So. Like, if Jim Harbaugh was completely oblivious to it, is it fair to take him off the field? Is it fair to punish the kids by not having their head coach around for a, a road game against another team that's in the top ten rankings of the college football playoff? Like, I, I, that's the thing. If we're talking about uh, competitive of integrity and the sanctity of the game. I just don't think that that's appropriate measures for somebody that was unaware of an overzealous staffer that decided to violate Big Ten and NCAA bylaws by doing advanced scouting and stealing signs. I just think that that's a bridge too far and it's a slippery slope because all of a sudden now you're holding head coaches and programs to account at a level that we just haven't seen in the college football landscape. And here's the other part with all of the gray. There are no clear and obvious punishment measures. There's no discipline schedule when it comes to this particular violation. And that's the part that that feels really, really uncomfortable. And if you're the Big Ten, I think that gray area is what you hide behind when it comes to any potential discipline for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. The NCAA is running an investigation. They haven't concluded anything. We don't have the report on their findings. Until that moment in time happens, then we can't punish Michigan or Jim Harbaugh. All right, coming up, we got to get to Aaron Rodgers. What he said yesterday because on Pat McAfee, was he talking about tennis? <laughs> was he talking about video? What was Aaron Rodgers talking about with Pat McAfee yesterday? We'll get to that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, the Jets fans are trying to keep their head up. It's not working. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So Aaron Rodgers, every Tuesday, joins Pat McAfee, weekdays noon until 3 Eastern on ESPN Television, ESPN's YouTube channel as well. And uh, Pat and the boys were trying to get into when Rodgers could maybe come back. And Aaron used um, an interesting phrase, term, about his timeline here. Here's Rodgers. So a couple's two, a few's three. Yep. A Rushmore is four. That's I'm right. aware of this. So I'm aware right. Of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just saying. You know, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a few. A it's gonna be a few. A few fortnights. It'll be a few fortnights. Okay, a few what? fortnights. Only Aaron Rodgers would use this. Now, when you hear Fortnite, I think of two things. I think of Wimbledon because it's called the Fortnite when they play tennis there, and mm-hmm. I think of the video game that my kids will play, Fortnite. Does any has anyone used Fortnite in a sentence outside of those two things? Yeah, well, Billy Shakespeare has. Billy Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Billy Shakespeare and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, shout out to Fortnite. Bill. Fortnite. That's what he used. Do, do, do you I'm guys not, actually know what that means? How you use either term? No. Yeah. It, so Fortnite, by definition, I had to look this up to be specific here, mm-hmm. is a period of few we- of two weeks. Okay. Now he said a few. Fortnites. So based on the Rogers McAfee math, Rogers and McAfee discussed a few meaning three and Fortnites meaning two weeks. So does that mean six weeks? That's that's what I took from yesterday is that Aaron Rodgers thinks he will be back in six weeks. Listen to it again. See if you can follow the Rogers McAfee Fortnite math. Okay. So a couple's two, a few's three. Yep. A Rushmore is four. That's I'm right. aware of this. So I'm aware right? Of this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just saying. You know, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a few. A it's gonna be a few. A few fortnights. It'll be a few fortnights. So that's six weeks. 
Oh, well, that's great that Aaron Rodgers will be ready to play in six weeks. Bad for him that the Jets season will be over by then. I mean, they got the Dolphins twice in that span, the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Texans, among other teams. So it's probably not going to work out if they got to keep marching Zach Wilson out there as their starting quarterback. They're not going to be able to stay afloat and be competitive where Rodgers coming back is going to make any difference, be of any consequence to the 2023 season, Smalls. And that's when he would come back is if they were in playoff contention, which I don't think they would be. But I know that he is – really motivated to return faster than anyone ever has he is trying to expedite this recovery as much as possible but if I'm the New York Jets there's no way I'm letting him step foot out on the football field even if he deems himself ready to play he's our future he is next season we have realized what we are without him in the equation there is no way that I'm going to let himself go out there and, and risk potentially re-aggravating this injury if I'm the New York Jets. There's yeah, I no mean, way. this season is already a sunk cost. Why <laughs> tank 2024 by potentially having a situation where you aggravate or re-injure that Achilles? That just doesn't make any sense, F. I totally agree. And I still can't get over that he used Fortnite. Only Aaron. Like, it, there's no, you couldn't even come up with another person in sports yeah. that would ever use that word, right? Not one. Not one other person. If I said to you, hey, there's going to be a big headline around an athlete in sports or a coach in sports, and they're going to use the word Fortnite, you would immediately say, oh, Rogers. Rogers, he thinks he's smarter yeah. than everybody Never else. played the game Fortnite, by the way. Neither have I. Neither, Never have, played I. It. Neither have I. Never played it. I'm in on Madden, though, now. I'm very into I think I'm an, uh, an elite offensive coordinator in Madden. Really? I'm terrible. on. So what we do is I have a 10-year-old son and a 7-year-old daughter. My son won't give up the controller. It's his. So my, I play offense, <laughs> I play offense, and my seven-year-old daughter plays defense. Nice. She's the def- she's like Rex Ryan, and I'm Josh McDaniels, basically. It's like we have to have, like, the so, guy who's only good at offense, only good at defense. So do you have Brady on your team to make no. you successful? Oh, and here's the other thing. I have a rule in video games. You're gonna th- Pat may think I'm not. Pat Costello, who I assume plays video games. I don't <laughs> like playing sports games with guys that are not on the team that they're actually on. Like, my son likes doing the rebuild. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, let's put Chris Canty on the Niners to increase their – but he never played for the Niners. I can't do that. So he tries to do these rebuilds, and I cannot do that at all. I have to play with the exact players on the exact teams. This guy's a stickler for rules. Yeah. 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 Evan, you, you realize these are games. It's supposed no, to be fun. No, but it's not realistic then. Nobody tell it's Evan about fantasy game. football. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't, it drives me nuts. Oh, I could go off on fantasy – you know what drives me nuts about fantasy football is that in regular – Football. I yeah, I know you've been thinking yeah. about this yeah. for a while. Really in regular football, <laughs> the quarterback is valued more than anything else. Why do we value the running back in fantasy football more than any other position? Can anyone explain that? Why don't we put more value on the quarterback position? It makes no sense. Uh, because it's fantasy. Yeah, well, I, that's not my fantasy. It may be your fantasy. It's Evan, not mine. You sound like you'd be so fun at parties. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> I am fun at parties. You know why? I don't go. Uh, now, the other part of this conversation with the Jets, and this will have CC um, salivating here because it plays right into his angle on this. Uh, Michael K. Show, ESPN New York, 98.7. You hear us on 1050 every morning in New York, so shout out to ESPN New York. Uh, Robert Sala, weekly guest there, and the head coach of the Jets was asked about the quarterback position in New York. You've got Trevor Simeon in your building. Why not give him a try? Fair question. You know, it's uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just, I kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but, mm-hmm. but it's a, va- they're valid questions, but, and I know, and I know from a passionate fan, from fans who are passionate, all having the same questions, I respect it greatly, you know, but it's, I've got to look at it from a global standpoint and just see where we are and, and look at the all 22 the best I can and, and make the decisions best as possible. So. Boy, um, nailed it. <laughs> Cece, I mean, he, boy, he shot you down on your Zach, your anti-Zach Wilson argument there. I feel guilty uh, uh, that I've had any kind of 
pro Zach Wilson argument after but, that. But he, I've never heard a coach in an interview say, I plead the fifth. I know. He, he got stumped on one, that. One, two, three, four, five, fifth. <laughs> one, two, three, four, fifth. Like, I've, ne- I've, I, never, I've, I've, nev- I've never seen or heard of that. He's like, come on, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> what, he, but what he's basically saying is, it's not a me decision. That, that is what Rob Sala said. Playing Zach Wilson is not a me decision. As a matter of fact, having Zach Wilson still on this team is not a me decision. This is coming from above, and it might be Joe Douglas. More likely than not, it's Woody Johnson. We invested a second overall pick in this guy in 2021, and damn it, I want to get the return on the investment. It's pride. It's ego at the highest levels in this organization that put this team behind the eight ball because they're relying on a guy like Zach Wilson to try to salvage the season. There's no world that exists which Zach Wilson should have been your contingency plan for a quarterback going in his age 40 season. Now, they might not have thought that Aaron Rodgers could potentially get hurt, which is absolutely ridiculous, but in the event that that happens, you have to have a viable option to come in, and Zach Wilson was not that. If you wanted to keep him around as a developmental prospect, cool, but you had to have a competent backup, and Zach Wilson is not a competent backup. I don't even think he's going to be a competent quarterback in the NFL, period, whether he's with the Jets or somebody else. Now, Here's the problem for Jets fans. If you're hoping that Trevor Simeon is going to look better, probably not going to happen, dog. That's yeah. true, We got Joe. enough of a sample size with Trevor Simeon being in the league, what, 2015? We, we know what Trevor Simeon is. We know what he ain't either. He's not the answer for this Jets offense. Trevor Simeon ain't going to operate Nathaniel Hackett's offense any better than what Zach Wilson has done, especially behind that offensive line. So if you're hoping that Trevor Simeon is going to save the day, Sorry, Jets fans, it ain't going to happen for you. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but at least they're trying. At least they're exhausting every possible option. Are they, though? Well, I'm just saying, if they they were to try him, at least they're saying, we realize what's happening right now is not working, and we realize that outside of this position, we have a lot of talent and we're going for it. But to your point about this being above him, if I was Rob Sala and this decision was taken out of my hands, I would go to the powers that be above me, whether it be the GM or ownership or whomever, and I would say, Okay, I get it. We invested a lot in this one particular mm-hmm. player, so you want to play the contract, play the pick. But didn't we already arrive at the decision that he was not the guy? Yep. Didn't we already all collectively come to the conclusion that we needed to go out and get Aaron Rodgers because he wasn't the guy? So why are we all of a sudden going back on that line of thinking? So you guys are saying that the question and answer there, Michael K. asking the question and Robert Sala answering it, indicates to you that someone else is making the decision on who plays quarterback for the New York Jets, correct? Yes, but the okay. other part of that is we're asking the question about playing Trevor Simeon. Right. Your season's that's, over. Yeah, that's not a good answer. Your, your, your season, like, if we're asking the question about why haven't we seen Trevor Simeon, I'm sorry, Jets fans, your season is over. So with. let me ask you a question then on this. <laughs> the person that I would deem, outside of his own family, the biggest Zach Wilson fan is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there any chance that Rodgers is in their ear? We know he runs the team. They, they've done everything for him for this team, and I understand why they would. It's the Jets. You get Aaron Rodgers. Does Aaron Rodgers have a say? If he says, hey, I want Zach to play? I don't think he has a say about Zach Wilson playing. I think he does have a say about another veteran quarterback coming in and infringing on his turf. And I think that's probably what the Jets were looking at in terms of the chemistry, the dynamics in the locker room. Do we really want to go out and get somebody like a Josh Dobbs or do we want to go out and get uh, you know, another competent backup quarterback? Do we want to entertain the possibility of re-signing Mike White knowing that you know, guys in the locker room felt good about him being under center as the quarterback? Like, I think that's a part of the math in terms of their decision-making process at the position. But again, that's why I come back to ego getting in the way of this team 
being in position to capitalize on having a really good defense and really good players on controllable contracts. That's the part that that feels like it's franchise malpractice because you got Sauce Gardner on a rookie deal. You got Garrett Wilson on a rookie deal. Like you've got. Let me ask you a, a very specific follow up on this. Because the Josh Dobbs thing is the now part of it. Like, that seems like a no-brainer. They should have upped sure, the offer. Sure, What you're saying would make me think, and I'm not sure if you're saying this 100%, but where I'm going with this is Rodgers gets hurt, first game of the season, terrible, unfortunate, awful, sports-tragic kind of in- injury, not real-life tragic injury. And the Jets are thinking, do we call the Vikings for Kirk Cousins? The Vikings were bad at that time, sure. pre-Kirk Cousins injury. And you're saying there's a chance that Rodgers ought to be known, uh-uh. I'm going to come back. Do not bring somebody that But good I don't in. even think it ha- he has to let it be known. I think it's the organization knowing what they saw in the last couple of years at Green Bay and saying, hey, we don't want to go through that same type of situation with Rodgers as much as we traded away to get him. We don't want to create an adversarial relationship with Rodgers. We don't want to do anything to upset him. Bringing in Kirk Cousins. Would have done that. Would have done that. Yeah. Bring, That's the bring, franchise bring, malpractice bring, there. Bringing in an established quarterback with that type of resume – to, to, to carry this team in the wake of Rodgers' injury and then potentially lead this team to the playoffs creates an uncomfortable situation for everybody involved. That's, you know, you've been saying this, the franchise malpractice, and we've all bickered, or I've bickered with you primarily about this, and I think that is the franchise malpractice because what you're saying is the one who's injured, who may not play this season, who CC says you can't count on having nothing to do with Rodgers, a 40-year-old coming back from an ACL next season, you're letting what you assume to be his thought process interfere with your process. No. That is the franchise malpractice part of it. All right, coming up, another head coach got another big payday. Who's next? We'll get to that coming up on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Not sure Bill Self is going to have more problems with more money. We will get to that. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So Bill Self, head coach, Kansas basketball, Gets a new contract extension yesterday. Five-year deal, $53 million. Ooh. One day after Craig Council, Chicago Cubs, gets a five-year, $40 million deal. So, let's do something here with this. We're going to open it up to you guys at 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. It's part of Unsportsmanlike Nation. As to if you had a one-blank check, any sport, 
who's the coach you're giving that blank check to. And what this will determine is the confidence amongst our audience on Sportsmanlike Nation out there in the Dr. Pepper call-in line as to which sport deserves the richest coaches' contracts, right? Because if everybody's choosing somebody in the NFL, they're going to basically say that NFL is more important to have the great coach than any other sport. So blank check for a coach or a manager. Smalls, where are you going? I'm going to go in the NFL, and I'm going to go with someone that I think could probably coach in any sport. But if I know that I'm going to give you a blank check, and that means that you can write your future and stay with me forever, because that's basically what we're doing in this hypothetical here, is it not Mike Tomlin? Damn it, Smalls. <laughs> Damn it. That was who I was going to go with. You know, go ahead. No, but we could we could do it together, CeCe. Is there anyone else that you would want to give a blank check to to run your franchise that you know is going to year in and year out build a culture, have the right type of players in there, put you in a position to win, and represent your franchise and the way you want him to more than Mike Tomlin? He's the perfect head coach. He is. He's never been under 517 <laughs> years at the head coach of Pittsburgh. He's never he's had won. a scandal. He's nope. just, he's great. And he's won a championship, too. Yeah, he's and, a that, and that's the part of it. Up. Like, the players love him past and present. Like, he, like his message resonates with every generation of athlete. I, I just, I would, I would turn over my franchise to Mike Tomlin, and that just shows you the brilliance in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization and why they've only had three head coaches over the last half century is because they're great at being able to evaluate the, the traits that are necessary in order to be successful at that position, and then they get out of the way and let football people take care of football business. They let a coach develop. They let a coach grow. But, yeah, Mike Tomlin is one of the best in the business. If you take Tomlin off the board for me, a coach that I would hand a blank check to, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's 43 years old. His team has been in the conference championship three of the last four years. His dad won championships in the 90s. I, 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 I believe it's in there that he can win at the highest levels of the sport. But what gives me confidence about Kyle is not only is he one of the best minds from an X's and O's standpoint on the offensive side of the ball, but he's also the guy that has final say over the 53-man roster with San Francisco. So he's an architect when it comes to roster construction. He's not and only I, the client, he's the player president. I, lo- I love that. I love that about it. Now, he, he, he got John Lynch to be his lieutenant, and obviously we know the ties there, but the fact that he's one of the most innovative offensive minds and then you couple that with the way that they built that team and how they have an identity consistently that allows them to compete at the highest level of the sport, I would trust Kyle Shanahan. I'd give him a blank check today. Well, it's interesting because we've seen this week alone – the, I, the conversation in the last, you know, let's call it 10 days, about the importance of coaches and managers, right? Bruce Bochy coming back, winning a World Series for the Rangers. That Craig Council leaves one team to go to another team, biggest rival, gets a massive deal. Bill Self, same thing. Blank check game, I, I thought about two people, so I'll take bias out because um, I'm not going to necessarily pick Eric Spolster there. Um, but he's, he's one of the answers. Um, but the answer, when I'm thinking about a blank check, who can I give a blank check to and I'm going to be guaranteed winning? It's Nick Saban. He did it at LSU. He's done it at, at Alabama. If I say I'm going to give him a blank check and he's going to go to your school, Illinois, okay? <laughs> I, well, no, I assume he's going to win a championship. I do. Now, Spolstra is the guy that can do s- something with everything, like Tomlin, and something with nothing, right? Those are two guys that are in that something with everything, something with nothing conversation. Yeah. But Saban is guaranteed to go to a college football playoff in a championship. He never doesn't. Now, I know he may not this year, and he didn't let you get well, what I'm saying. he can't beat Georgia right now with, right, with but, Kirby Smart. So. Yeah, but where did Kirby Smart come from? You know, it's him. No, I, no, I get that. But, I mean, if you if you can't beat a team that's in your conference, then how are you going to win a national I title? Would still, I would still take him. That would be my blank okay. check. Right. Uh, Dale in Virginia, 94.1. Your blank check for a coach, as we've seen a lot of blank checks handed out this week to coaches and managers. 
Good, good morning, guys. I'm going Steve Kerr. I agree, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. And let me tell you about that Bill Self, that scumbag Bill Self. He's going to have another investigation. Every three or four years, he's got an investigation. What does he do? He wins a national championship, and the stink goes away. Calipari, Patino, those guys have been scumbags for years. Kevin Ali wins one national championship and can't even survive one investigation. All right. Well, well, listen, the the idea of investigations with college coaches, it's every other day we have investigations with college coaches. (laughs) Water is wet. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not like breaking news. He's a bad guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and so Bill Self, yes, he gets a huge contract there, and there is going to be another investigation, I'm sure, with every one of these college coaches that are great. Because what we've learned with the Michigan thing is other people are coming after them. So it's not just one governing body. It's everyone is jealous of the winner there. Uh, Brett in Michigan listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Brett? Hey, guys. Uh, I actually would uh, give Lane Kiffin a big check. Well, he's only lost to Alabama, or he only has a losing record in the SEC to Alabama, right? I mean, he's good coach, and watch him uh, watch him this weekend into Athens. I think that could be a good game between Ole Miss and Georgia. I mean, I don't know. Michelle, I want to get your take on that. What would you think about Lane Kiffin? I know you said Nick Saban, so – or no, sorry, Evan. What would you say about that? You said yeah, Nick I Saban. said Nick Saban, but um... – Listen, Lane Kiffin's a really good offensive mind and a good coach. If you have a blank check for Hell any no, coach, it's a risk. It's a risk. I, yeah, it's a part risk. of the blank check is because I can trust you. Can anybody trust Lane Kiffin? I don't think no. Lane Kiffin would no give Lane exactly. Kiffin a blank, a blank no check. Lane Kiffin might say, are you sure? Right. <laughs> There's no way. He's pretty self-aware now. He is. He He's would great. not. He would take the blank check and say, did you mean this for Saban? <laughs> did you mean this for Kirby? Did you mean this for Tomlin or Belichick? Steve Kerr is an interesting one. I love Steve Kerr. From a culture-setting standpoint, absolutely. The only, only knock on Kerr, in comparison to Tomlin or Spolstra, let's say, is he's not the guy that can win with something and no guy that can win with nothing. Now, I wouldn't want to walk myself in the position to have nothing. It's not like, hey, please take Steph, Clay, and Draymond away from me so I can prove to you that I could do it. So who cares? But, yeah, I, I get it. From a culture-setting perspective, no question. Steve Kerr is the best. Uh, George in Seattle watching on ESPN2. What's up, George? I'm thinking that we go with Deion Sanders. Ooh. Okay, that is a really interesting a one. one. I thought about it. I thought about it. All right, it. go for it then. Why Why did you think about him? Because we have seen him be transformational in a small amount of time. Now, I couldn't go there because the sample size is so small. Um, but you know with Dion that he is going to bring you relevancy. You know that he is going to be a really strong leader. But I need more of a body of work of actual success on the field before I give him the blank check. But he certainly entered my mind when thinking about this. I think the first word you said was such an important one with Dion. Like your school, not to knock it, Virginia, has is in that point right now of like – Wait, what's happening with Virginia football? Like, they, you see they, how he brings up Illinois, he brings up Virginia. Right, we I'm get the, it, Evan. My, Our programs are I'm where a, they need my to be. I'm not supposed to take that as a slight, though. Why are we taking strays? Come on. Well, <laughs> if, if I put Dion as the head coach of Virginia and Illinois, immediate relevancy. Like they are, we are talking oh, about them every he single week. He made Colorado week. relevant. Right, so they want one may deserve. He year. may be on this list of a blank check guy. Because yeah. if you want to be relevant, and say, you're going to make the money back. But with it. if it's about business, then cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Dion, sure. Dion is the way to go. But if it's about winning at the highest level, we don't know sport, yet. I, I got to see more proof of concept before I'm going to hand him a blank check. Relevance, but it's not, yeah. it's not a bad way to go, though. Yeah, relevancy only lasts so long yeah. until you need to You got to have something behind it. Right. You got to stack some Yes, but you said something important. We don't know yet. He could be dominant in terms of winning and losing. It's too early to tell. The, the thing with blank check is you assume you don't get your money back. With that guy, I actually assume I will get my money back with Deion Sanders. Coming up, 
We've made some really bold predictions. How bad are those bold predictions? We'll find out next on Sportsmanlike. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.